podcast of the Maine Community Foundation. I'm Taylor Mace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, a time to educate, raise awareness, and reduce the stigma for those suffering with mental illness and their families. The Maine Epidemiological Outcomes Work Group reported that in 2019, 41,000 Maine children ages 3 to 17 were diagnosed with a mental health condition such as depression, anxiety, or behavioral issues. Across the nation, rates of mental health concerns in children and adults have nearly doubled since before COVID-19. Camp Beachcliff, a summer camp steps away from Acadia National Park on Mount Desert Island, has implemented a series of mental health supports, including hiring an on-campus mental health camper support specialist and offering youth mental health first aid trainings for adults in the community. I'm Matt Cornish. Uh, I'm the camp director at Camp Beachcliff, where I have been for, uh, since about 2018. I'm Corey Hunkler, and I'm currently the youth engagement coordinator at Healthy Acadia, and I'm the former camper support specialist at Camp Beachcliff. Camp Beachcliff is a traditional, not-for-profit uh, main summer day camp. The majority of our campers come to us from uh, greater Hancock County. About 60% of our campers are, are, are Hancock County residents. The other 40% vary, whether they're uh, folks from away or uh, summer families or, or things like that. There's been a Camp Beachcliff on this site since the mid-1950s until about the late 1970s. Um, that was, at the time, a an overnight summer camp for boys. And then when they shut down uh, back in 1997, um, Camp Beachcliff reopened and um, as, as a day camp for predominantly local families. Um, so we're actually celebrating our 25th anniversary this year, uh, going into this summer, uh, of, of Camp Beachcliff, the modern Camp Beachcliff that we know and love. This summer, we're anticipating serving um, around 225 campers a week. Summer camps around the country have adopted supports for MESH, or Mental, Emotional, Social Health Concerns, and Camp Beachcliff implemented its own program in summer 2019. Many camps have noted over the past five, six, seven years that there seems to be an increased need for campers who are coming to camp with social or emotional or mental health needs beyond that which perhaps they they used to uh, in the past. Um, and so the question was, how do we find a way to meet these needs to help campers continue to be successful while they're at camp? Um, and that's when this, this sort of program um, began to uh, become the brainchild of uh, Deborah Deal, our executive director. Um, and then once I was here, we began to work on it together. Um, and so uh, we connected with actually quite a few other camps around the country who had begun to start offering mental, emotional, and social health support programs as part of their their summer um, who were really wonderful to share information with us um, and as we look through those things and we work together um, we sort of developed this pilot program that in 2019 uh, we were able to bring Corey in as our campus support specialist as a social worker um, coming in to provide those extra supports um, in the event that there were behaviors that we were noticing or behavioral challenges that were being exhibited that were perhaps beyond what you know a normal counselor or one of the leadership team members might necessarily be ready to to tackle or creatively approach. Um, and Corey's role and the role of the camper support specialist continues to be one of not only camper support but also um, empowering and training staff 
to to have more skills to be able to to work with campers who may bring special behavioral challenges or uh, different needs that that might might need to be attended to. Um, and so our goal was, you know, how do we make sure that we have campers who don't uh, who don't end up missing part of their camp, who make it through their entire week, or who make it through their entire time with us? That's our that's our goal. We want we want to see that happen, and that you know we can help campers sort of navigate those behaviors. So instead of getting to a point where we have to say, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to stay with us for the rest of the week, we can give them tools and skills to be able to be successful and walk away having accomplished something, um, which maybe they haven't done before, or which maybe they've they've struggled with in the past. Um, and so that was 2019, and um, we we felt like it was a great success, and um, we're really happy to then take that and try and bring it to the next level and, and continue it as a part of our, our program going forward. In 2019, Camp Beachcliff was awarded a grant by the Maine Community Foundation's Hancock County Fund to pilot the MESH program. Porter was really instrumental in helping us to get that off the ground um, and to really define what that, that role was probably going to look like as we look towards the future. You know, one of the things that we're, we're, we try to be really clear about is that, you know, this role, this program is not a therapeutic program. You know, we're not, we're not diagnosing anything. We're, you know, we're not here to point out like, oh, this is what's going on with that camper as much as notice behaviors and try and provide tools. Children experiencing challenges from behavioral or emotional issues, homesickness or exhaustion can seek support from the camper support specialist. The things that I imagine are, you know, emotional regulation. Are there campers who are struggling to like, you know, um, be resilient with the the changes and and, and chances of a, of a day at camp? Um, it's a big, long day. Like camp is a big day. It's a full day. We've got 50 acres. There's a giant hill to go up and down the waterfront. So that alone, physically, you've got campers who are going to be tired by the end of the day. It's just that's the nature of the program. Um, something that makes most parents really happy. <laughs> My kids come home super tired at the end of the day. Um but for some people who maybe have not developed that resiliency um, to be able to cope with, oh, what am I feeling right now? What are the what are the challenges that are coming up? Um, we want to be able to sort of help them find tools to to approach those. You know, usually when there's a meltdown, like going up the hill, or there's like a kid is having struggling getting dropped off, or um, there's conflict. I think that to just really have somebody that be there to help kind of break down, like what are the unmet needs of this child and what's going on? Um, Cause usually as a camp counselor, there's a million other things going on. So you don't necessarily have that time to really sit down and try to figure out what's going on. So I think that, you know, what's showing up at camp is just like big behaviors that kind of need a little more time and intention in place to really kind of help the child build that relationship and figure out what's going on to help them be successful at camp. And helping understand that, you know, uh, one of the things that we say all the time is behavior is communication. So what is it that they're communicating right now, um, as opposed to, oh, well, they're being bad or they're making a bad choice. Like, what's what's going on under there? I love working with kids and I want them all to be successful, right? I want them all to feel seen. I want them to all feel heard. I want them all to feel valued. I want them all to feel competent. I want them all to feel smart. And every kid is different. Every background is different. We all have different experiences. We all, you know, I think of it as like a backpack. We're all carrying a lot around in our backpacks, right? And so the idea is, you know, the more you have people really trained, number one, like providing really professional good training, ongoing supervision, ongoing support, and also have that direct service person that the CSS, the camper support specialist provides, the more we can really see and hear and understand all those kids and really build those meaningful relationships and understanding of what is in a child's backpack so they can be successful at camp. 
Community organizations across the state work to provide summer meals for students who need them once the school year is over, and schools offer summer school courses for those needing academic support. Mental health services at places such as summer camp is another way to keep kids healthy during the summer months. Summer camp and Camp Beach Club is just such an amazing experience for all kids. You know, that idea to have outdoor education, be outside all day, have the opportunities to experience new things, whether it's learning how to swim or rope course or art or theater or dance. So number one, the whole camp experience is really conducive to helping and supporting kids learn healthy coping skills, learn positive self-esteem, learn just awareness and build relationships. And I think so right away that camp is offering this model that is really unique for young people to grow and thrive. Um, And specifically, you know, as far as the CSS person or the MESH program at Camp Beach Cliff, it's just building in added supports for kids that need a little extra help to grow and thrive, or there it's a kid that is like so closed off that, you know, just sitting with them and helping them figure out where to go for choice time when there's a million different options and kids are running out of everywhere, that kid needs a little extra support to get there, you know, or a kid really, you know, camp is overwhelming, you know, and there's a lot of noise. And so having some meltdowns, having a quiet place for that kid to go to get back in the day. So I think it just offers that other level of support to get all the kids to be able to experience camp to the fullest. And we definitely saw that with the MESH program. And we have, you know, it's called the chill zone, a little tent with like a place kids can just go and de kind of compress and just like be able to get themselves together to go back out. And that was really helpful for so many kids. I mean, I'm trying to think of the number of kids the first year we implemented it that used and benefited the chill zone. I think it was over like 300 kids were using it. And, you know, some on a a daily basis were coming in and using it and some just needed it once. And then they never came back, you know, just that first Monday at camp. Lots of campers thrive at camp who might be challenged in other environments. And so, you know, there are some campers who you might look at on a piece of paper and go, oh, this, they're coming in with X, Y, and Z in their backpack. This might be, there might be some challenging things we, we could expect. And yet they arrive and just the nature of the program feeds right into everything that they need as, as, a, as a person. Um, that exploratory nature, the opportunity to take healthy risks um, and, and, and do things that, yeah, can, can be risky, but they're supervised and they're safe risks because we're, you know, we're building, building space for them to try new things. A lot of times it's simply the, the kid who, or the camper who, who just needed to learn, I, I don't know how to process what I'm feeling right now. Uh, something has happened and I'm, I'm feeling challenged, but I don't know what to do with that. Okay, cool. Let's talk through how we can have a plan. Like what's our plan going forward? If you feel this way, what can we, what can we do? Um, and again, you know, our job is not here to sort of diagnose or, or, or lay anything on top of a camper um, by any means, but to just, again, help give them tools that they can then use and that hopefully can carry on beyond the camp environment as well. And um I think we've definitely seen a number of campers. Um, it's hard to, to pick just one or, or anything like that who have just, who've gone on and we've heard back from parents like, you know, they're, they're, they're doing really well. Like what camp has, camp, they're thriving a little, you know, in, in this moment. So um, it's, uh, you know, we'd like to be a little piece of that. We're definitely not the entire puzzle, but we are, we're happy to be a little piece of that when we can be. This spring, Camp Beachcliff added another element to its mental health services when it began offering youth mental health first aid training for parents, teachers, caregivers, and other adults in the community. Uh, this program was supported by a gift from a Maine Community Foundation donor. Youth mental health first aid is a, uh, a 
research-based program um, that is uh, was uh, is sort of overseen by the National Council on Behavioral Well-Being, um, and um, what it is is it's a program designed for adults who just have a desire to be able to navigate when mental health challenges may pop up with the young people in their lives um, in whatever way that looks. And that could be professionals who are working with, with young people, but um, we have found that it's just as much parents who have said, I, I'm just a parent who has teenage kids and I wanna be able to be on the lookout for signs that might make me go, hey, something something's challenging. Um, it's rooted in the idea that, um, in many cases, when there is a, a large um, mental health challenge that pops up for, for a young person, um, that a single trusted adult can oftentimes be the difference between that person, you know, going down a path that is, is going to be, uh, you know, dangerous and more more harmful to them um, versus being able to maybe navigate a way towards, towards additional help or something that would be, be useful to them to be able to, to again, develop tools and, um, and, and come, come back from that. Um, and the goal is really to just build hope with young people to let them know that like, no matter what challenge you might feel like you're going through, there is hope. There is, there's hope that we can get through these things. In the interest of full disclosure, I'll share that my stepdaughter is a Camp Beachcliff camper. And I know she was devastated when camp was canceled altogether in summer 2020. I asked Corey and Matt if they noticed any new challenges for campers last summer after coming back together through the pandemic. I mean, I think the whole pandemic, you know, for the Camp Beach Club community and also, you know, me as a youth provider, just like wanting kids to have opportunities to be together safely and connect and grow and learn. Um, so I think that that was definitely like, you know, I still think what, how the pandemic has impacted kids and will impact kids at camp is still to be determined. You know, I think um, we don't have any clear answers on that, but I think the main idea and the main point from COVID is just really wanting to make sure we're creating spaces for kids to get together safely and continue to do all the things that Camp Beach Club is so great at. One thing that we and others have observed is just the, um, the sort of, uh, I'll use the word delay in some social development in terms of, um, you know, just where, where kids would normally be socially. Now, of course, that's across the board. There's no roadmap that, that says kids do X, Y, and Z at this specific time because every kid is different. But there have been, you know, programs, and we've noticed a little bit too, there's been some, some sort of social behavior that is, is just not where it normally would have been because we missed you know, a year of being together with each other, or or in some cases more than that, and um, sort of re-navigating what that means to be in relationship with, with one another in a healthy way. Corey and Matt were willing to share some practical tips that parents and caregivers can use this summer with kids at home. The number one impact on a young person is having strong relationships with trusted and caring adults. So, you know, all this other work comes after you form a relationship with a child. So like the number one thing you can do is really try to form an authentic, real relationship with a child where you're seeing that child and you're seeing them as someone with strengths and someone that is great and kind and trying the best they can, you know, and, and I think the more we see children as that and really try to figure out what's going on and how to kind of get down to the roots and of their behavior. 
um, the more we can show up in spaces and be supports. And, you know, we all have mental health, right? We're all, you know, that is just part of what we are. And so I think the more as adults that we can model, you know, strong coping skills and ways to deal, you know, we all get angry, we all get mad, we all have meltdowns. So just like modeling how that can look and how to do that in healthy ways and how to get our needs met. Um, the more that just ripples out to young people as well. So I always say, start with yourself and build relationships and um, the rest will follow and reach out if you need help. There's great courses like the Youth Mental Health First Aid is a great way to learn more and feel empowered to maybe do more. I think a lot of people like go through that training, feel more empowered to address issues about what's going on in the community. And I think especially for this Youth Mental Health First Aid and the MESH program, it's just destigmatizing. Like, let's talk about this stuff. Let's share about this stuff. This is normal. We all go through this stuff. And it's not something to hide or be afraid of or be shamed of. Like, this is just like, we want to talk about mental health. We know this is, you know, something we all deal with. And, and so let's figure out on how to talk about it and take it out of a clinical office and just into our communities and just have real honest conversations about what's going on with everybody relationships, relationship, relationship, like that's what it's all rooted in. Just the ability to, to cultivate being a good listener and listening to hear, which is something that generally as a society, we're not always programmed to do very well. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, I think that's a big piece of that relationship building is just listening to, to hear. Um, and then, you know, where you go from that is a different story, but um, cultivating that, that trust. What what excites us actually about this is that there's been so much community support for this work um, and that, you know, whether it's assistance through Maine Community Foundation or just buy-in from um, local educators, uh, local students as well. Um, you know, we've had many uh, College Atlantic students who have shown up for, for these trainings for Youth Mental Health First Aid, but the MESH program and Youth Mental Health First Aid, all of it, there's, there's just so much support and desire to to help uplift um, each other in this sort of work uh, because it's so important. Um, and I think that's, that's really exciting um, to be able to acknowledge. Uh, and, and again, through doing so, eliminate that stigma and just allow us to talk freely and openly about the things that we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs>